My faction is ab abnegation. <laughs> Shit. I hope I said that word right. It's what? Abnegation. The others all call us stiffs. We lead a simple life, selfless, dedicated to helping others. We even feed the factionless, the ones who don't fit in anywhere. Because we're public servants, we're trusted to run the government. My father works alongside our leader, Marcus. It all works. Everyone knows where they belong. Except for me. But you belong here on Top 10 Thursdays with us, Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Call of Westwood. And The Void. <laughs> Warm. No Matt Carstens this week. Um, he, he just slipped and he skinned his knee and he, he didn't want to do it. No, he's been chipwrecked. <laughs> wait, wait, so what What was that quote from, Sean? That one is from Divergent. The which, first one. Which, like, I think that's the first one. Yeah, yeah that sounds like the first one. Uh, Insurgent and then... Allegiant? Allegiant. Part one and two. <laughs> well, that's what the movies will be. That's not what the books are. So there's Allegiant and then Ascendant. Uh, that'll be 2017 when that series is, is done. And then reimbursement. Give <laughs> <laughs> everybody their money back. Oh, wouldn't that be the best? Movies. Yeah. Pretty great. So, if you haven't been able to tell, we're talking about annoying franchises. Those things that just won't die. Grr. I mean, to be fair to the Insurgency? Divergency series? I don't know what that trilogy's called. It probably has, like, a weird name, like... The Quest Trilogy. Divergent like, something that doesn't have, like, anything to do with anything else. Unless you, like, read the books. I think it is just called the Divergent series. Well, that's disappointing. Uh, sorry, Divergent. I don't care anymore. Um, you guys want to just talk about these annoying franchises? Maybe make a little list? Sure, let's do it. First on our list, we have Alvin and the Chipmunks. I haven't seen any of these, but I know there's going to be a fourth one with the hilarious name of Road Chip. I don't really know what that <laughs> means. Let's have the worst titles. The Squeakwool, Chipwrecked, and Road Chip. I, I, I guess they do well enough, though, for people to keep seeing them. I think the thing that annoys me about the Chipmunks is they all started, like, this all like started way back in the 60s where the gimmick was, what if people's voices were high? <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> That's it, right? Like, they just have high voices. 
What else is appealing about the chipmunks? Are they like cute? I mean, I mean, Dave's a pretty great character. <laughs> like I say, Dave's a pretty great guy. He's got a root for him. I think he's that also. He puts up Why with a lot of shit. Why is he a great character? <laughs> you know, he's, he's very multidimensional. And he's just a great father figure. How did he come like into contact with them? Did someone like leave them in like a baby stroller like outside his house? Or did he like find them singing in the ghetto? I don't know. You'd probably have to actually watch one of these movies to know. Oh, no. That sounds yeah. terrible. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find out on Wikipedia. And I, yeah, I do wonder if there are differing origin stories for the chipmunks, like if it's the same on the cartoon as it is in the movie, or if they totally changed it. I hated that cartoon back when I was I don't know what version I was watching. I feel like that's one of those things that's just always existed in some form. I feel like I used to see the VHS tapes like all the time at the store, like Batmunk. I I feel like, yeah, I saw Batmunk too at a lot of like friends' houses and like at Safeway video rental sections. You guys actually seen Batmunk? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I feel like Shaw is a pretty big fan. It's, of it's just Alvin Batman, like, dude. Are you ready to have your mind blown? <laughs> Go ahead. Like, tell me how much time you need to, to like get ready to process this. I'm ready. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Simon is Batman. Oh, what? Alvin that is nerd. Whatever they call the Joker in that. Yes, it makes sense because he's like a troublemaker. Oh, yeah. Which one's Simon? Is that the, the short nerd. one or the nerd one? That's the nerd. The Theodore's nerd. the small one. He's probably like Alfred, right? I think so, yeah. Or Robin. I think he had like a mustache on. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to look up some pictures of Batmunk. I suggest anyone listening right now to also look up pictures of Batmunk. <laughs> okay, so Alvin is just a straight up clown, basically. Oh, and Simon has glasses over his costume. Hell yeah, he does. Is this good, Sean? Is this worth my time? It opens up with an action sequence set to Alvin and the Chipmunks cover of Danger Zone, the most Batman of all songs. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, I'm now discovering they did a RoboCop Alvin and the Chipmunks (laughs) called RoboMunk. Um, oh, he just looks like RoboCop, but he has like a built-in bill, like like a hat, like. Um, and Theodore again has a mustache. <laughs> That's just his thing, I guess. I guess I don't know what the types really. I assume nerd troublemaker and like fat dope. <laughs> yeah, but he's like really innocent. Innocent fat dope. You gotta, but you you love him. If you guys are interested in going to the Alvin Wikia, the, the background image, does a great job of showing the progression of the characters. Uh, like, originally they're very simple, you know, comic strip looking, looking characters. Uh, and then there's like the 90s cartoon characters, which you're used to, and then the 2000s characters, which are, are just frightening. And then there's like human. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then I guess now they're 
basically human beings. Like they have tiny little noses, but they otherwise look like human beings. What is this? And it's very unsettling to They're me. They're chip men. this at all <laughs> this doesn't even include like how they looked on the original album cover back from the 60s <laughs> they're like just straight up chipmunks. they're just yeah they they're just have clothes on <laughs> yeah i'm trying to find like a picture of that too no they, they have clothes in this one i'm looking at Ugh, they're really scary looking <laughs> too real well i can only imagine the movies have included everything that we've just discussed um but yeah, I mean, I think the thing I just find annoying about them is I have to see the trailers somehow. Like, I feel like I always end up getting caught up in the advertising campaign. And it's like, they always have terrible titles, and I don't get why they exist. Like, are people seeing them? I I guess little kids, do they like them? I don't feel like I see a lot of Alvin and the Chipmunks merchandise, yet they keep coming out. I feel like you can kind of get more away with it, with kids' movies. Because they'll just see whatever yeah I guess they're making another Smurfs movie yeah. Jesus <laughs> that one was already Those out it'd probably there. be on this there's they're, well they're on their third one okay. but they're ditching the live action to just go to like I think they just go into CG yeah. but more. it still has Hank Azaria because it's a staple of the series as Gargamel okay because he's not collecting enough royalty checks from voice work no not nearly enough <laughs> doing a ridiculous cartoon character just like our next movie series <laughs> the expendables we all saw the first one yeah, and we, we had a together. pretty bad time <laughs> Expectations i just remember it low. was like it was basically the last day of summer that year like the last day that we all hung out before we all went back to school. And I just remember talking to each other in that parking lot after that movie, and we just felt like so sad. And it was like, this is it. <laughs> Summer's over. We spent our last remaining hours together watching this shitty movie. See you, See you later, guys. See you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I mean, we were, we were expecting something like a, like a commando, you know, something that was like super ridiculous so many one-liners just like hilarious and it really didn't have a lot of that it's got pretty at least the first one it's got pretty lame violence it's a lot of like weird cg blood splatter which looks absolutely terrible and maybe like two jokes (laughs) something about balls yeah like jason statham deflate someone's basketball or something after he goes and beats up a basketball team Deflate my balls, your balls, something like that. <laughs> your balls are mine. You know, it's funny. I feel like we've talked about that part on the podcast before, and also we could not remember <laughs> the stupid one-liner, which I'm sure was just like, the next ball will be yours. It, I mean, it's something that's so non-memorable, non-funny, that even though we try to point out how bad it is, we still can't remember the stupid line and stupid movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's another weird thing about The Expendables. I felt like when we went to go see it, it felt like we were seeing like a reboot or a sequel to a, like an older movie. And it's like, oh, well, it's not quite as good like anymore. You know, it's just too many years have passed, you know, but it's, it's good they got the, all the guys back together. But it's like, no, this is a new movie. 
This is a new thing. Like, I know they're going for nostalgia, but instead of nostalgia, it just feels super dated. But, I mean, I don't even know if it does because, like I was saying, it doesn't have, like, the charm of, like, a Commando or, or even, like, a, a Rambo. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they'd gone, like, all in on the, like, old-fashioned action movie style, like, if they had actually done lots of practical special effects, maybe it'd be a little more charming than what we got. And it... it shocks me that there's two more there's a fourth one on the way and they still haven't given up on that expendables thing like that's still like <laughs> don't call it that they're still trying to work that out is that the one with just all women yeah they're still trying to make it happen um 2014 people were still like hey should we do this like is that a good idea why, why don't you just put, like, a woman or two in one of the Expendables movies instead of just, like, fitting as many Because this isn't, like, as possible. Yeah. This isn't, like, written. This is a sport call. And sports are separated based on gender. For some reason, that's important. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to look at the poster to Expendables 3 and count how many men are on it and then how many women are on it. Right, this will just take a moment. It's just like a football team, you know. <laughs> it's a squad. All right, there's one woman and 15 men <laughs> on the poster to Expendables 3. 15! That's a lot of people for a poster. That's a lot of characters, like, it's funny period, they, for a whole they, movie. Yeah, because they put, like, every name on the poster, and it's just like... I feel like the names take up more space than the actual people <laughs> do on the poster. It's probably like half of the running time in the movie is just showing everyone is in it too. Yeah. Oh my god! I see. There's versions where like they have to cut it off because they can't fit the whole cast, <laughs> or ones where it's like it's so many people they have to add another row behind them, like it's a elementary school f- like photo like day thing. <laughs> ridiculous i'm gonna send you guys my my favorite version there's there's all these variations on it i just like there's one where they're just like there's a second row because there's too many people like they're all standing on risers well they're not standing on risers (laughs) but there's like they couldn't fit them all like if they're just standing in a straight line you know yeah they can't usual suspects it it's a lot to take in and i feel like they're putting in all these actors, but they're not really giving them anything interesting to do. They're just in there. It's like, we'll just put Kelsey Grammer like in a vet. Uh, you know, that's not fair. I'm sure they gave him something to do. I'm I'm guessing it's like Jet Lee had nothing to okay. do. And Kellen Lutz had nothing to do. And people are still like, who is Victor Ortiz? <laughs> who is Victor Ortiz? <laughs> He's just one of the guys, you know. I don't. Is that is he in one of the ones we've seen? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't he's know who on that is. This huge poster you gave us to look okay. at, and they keep throwing in dudes for some reason. I, do they think if they have more people we know, we're more likely to go see it? It's like you better go see it. It just has everyone in it. <laughs> <laughs> they I mean, they don't even have everyone on this poster. Schwarzenegger is not 
Oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got to look at it really oh, hard. God. It's taking so everyone who's This poster, it. what's great about it is it's obviously they took individual character shots and then just photoshopped them all together into one poster. Because um, the lighting is super inconsistent. And, it, and it, you can just tell by looking at it that, that that's what, how it was done. And they still... I don't know if they're just trying to hide. God. I don't know if they're just trying to hide Mel Gibson, but they just put him in the corner and made his face super creepy. It, it's almost like it's a big party and Mel Gibson's just like in the corner going, oh yeah, I'm enjoying this party. I'm, Mel Gibson's probably a hard selling point yeah. for like a lot of people. I don't know why he's... What is he doing these? He was the bad guy in one of them. Is he the bad just guy? stuck around. I'm pretty sure he had... I'm pretty sure Mel Gibson can only play the bad guy in movies. So, uh, so my memory was the in the first one and maybe I'm just remembering the cast wrong was like Mel Gibson was trying to hire someone to do this mission and he brought Stallone and Schwarzenegger in and Schwarzenegger was just like fuck this shit but Stallone's like oh yeah I'll go do it <laughs> it was Australian I think I think was I think Mel how Gibson it works is Bruce one? Willis yeah Bruce that. Willis damn it and so the what bad, was the bad guy was uh What's his name? Angel from Dexter. Angel from Dexter. <laughs> and Dolph Lundgren switches sides, and it's total douchebag. But then I guess he like he switches back because now he's, a, he's in all the other ones. He's a good guy. I think Mel Gibson's only the bad. Maybe he's in the second one. I don't really want to look at the post. Oh, I'll look at the post. All the right. Well, one. maybe they did the Fast and Furious thing of they just defeated him adding. with love, and now he's on their side. Uh, the second one. No, it was uh, who was the bad guy in the second one? Was it Jean Claude Van Damme? Was the was the um, bad guy in the second one? His name was Jean Villane. <laughs> so they just took his actual first name and then basically made his last name villain. <laughs> Jean Villane. Uh, I feel like the characters all have pretty sweet names, also. What the hell is Mel Gibson's name in the last one? Lethem Weapon or something? <laughs> <laughs> Liam Weapon. And you guys heard? Did you guys hear who they wanted to play the bad guy in the next one? I did not, Mister Jack T? Nicholson. Yeah. Oh, They're not right. gonna get yeah. him. Well, and Pierce Brosnan him. says he thinks he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a quote where he's like, "I'm not sure which one I'm going to be in. It could be Expendables Seven. He doesn't even know which so, one he's. So doing. he's just like agreed to it. He hasn't shot anything. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he has. He just can't remember. <laughs> I'll just throw all the James Bonds in there, too. Why not? Hey, guys. Um, I'm going to play a quick game. I don't have IMDb open for this. I'm going to okay. read a character name, and I want you to tell which actor plays this character. Oh, no. <laughs> Toll Road. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that's probably a wrestler. I don't know which one. Are there Victor Ortiz something? a wrestler? <laughs> yeah. you're, you're pretty close. It's Randy Couture. He's he's like some sort of fighter. Yeah. I think he's MMA. Yeah. Um, Hail Caesar. Oh no! Is that Terry Crews? That's Terry Crews. Okay. I remember some of these because they're so bad. Uh, you guys will never be able to guess this one. Yin Yang. <laughs> <laughs> That's not someone's name. Ying Yang. Guessing that would be Jet Li. That's Jet Li. Oh, his name's Ying Yang. I'm <laughs> oh, bad. That's terrible. 
God. And and yet these continue to exist. I, I don't know how well what, they do. What's Antonio Banderas' name? Ooh. Antonio Banderas. I'm going to go with um, Horchata. <laughs> Horchata. Uh, he, rocket. Uh, he's I'm actually guess, he's, one, uh, he's one of the many characters that just has a single name. Oh, I was gonna guess Zoro Loco. How about <laughs> Blades with a Z? Bloodez. Bloodez. Uh, no, his name is Galgo. Okay, is that Spanish for something? Um, like just gun. I think that's the name for a greyhound in Spanish. Okay, so it is something tough. I don't know. Hopefully, I think these will probably they won't come to an end till somebody dies, which is shouldn't be too long from now because they're all kind of old. Um, I'm surprised. Okay, you Kellen Lutz. <laughs> I feel like most of these guys are at least ten years away from dying. Oh, easy. <laughs> oh, these guys are just like 60, right? Yeah, they're not that old. You can't tell me that Stallone's going to do him when he's like 70. If he, oh, is he 70? He's going to want to. He could know. be he 70 be. already. I don't know. <laughs> he's got to be getting close. He's uh, 69. Oh, no. <laughs> He'll be 70 the next, by the time the next one comes out. Yep. This ain't your grandson's action film. That's crazy. He'll, that'll have been 40 years from Rocky. If it comes out next year. Oh, my God. Uh, let's let's try to... Let's move this along. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's name, by the way. Just so we all remember. Gunnar Jensen. So Gunnar good. Jensen. Very, very German. Well, hopefully they don't make as many Expendables as they made Friday the 13th movies. Do they make 13 uh, of them? I think I think the next one is going to be the 13th one. Perfect. You know what's crazy about the next one? It's the second reboot. <laughs> well, wait. When was the last one? That wasn't that long ago, was it? It wasn't that long ago, but it didn't do very well. It was uh, 2009. <laughs> so someone is like... This idea is good. This reboot, this reboot idea is so good. <laughs> Jason Statham pitching this movie. Do you want to be Jason? <laughs> I've got it. We got the same name. I, was... I mean, it's it's it is funny that they want to reboot it because, like, what do you really have to work with here? There's a guy who kills people. He wears a mask. It's a summer camp. That's it. He doesn't have like any powers. I mean, they've kind of given him like powers in some of them he doesn't have an interesting back i mean he has uh, he's an okay backstory uh, i just there's not that much to work with like what are you going to add to it doing it again like rebooting it again well d- did they make a sequel to the last reboot they didn't they just rebooted it and <laughs> rebooting it again so it yeah this is take. like so it's a reboot followed by another reboot with no movies in between <laughs> let me ask a question um We'll we'll spoil this movie if you haven't seen it. So sorry. Did they do the thing where the mom is the main villain in the reboot? No, they just did. Jason goes around killing people and has a hockey mask. 
That's it. So, it really could have just been one of those, like, it's it's sort of a sequel, sort of a reboot type situations. If, if they just skipped the origin part. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they called it Friday the 13th. I'm pretty sure it was just a reboot. Okay. Well, it's not a very good reboot if they're just like, eh, let's throw out the plot. <laughs> but I, you know, I could have put a lot of horror movies on, on here. I do have a couple other ones, but this is the only, like, slasher, I guess, franchise I put on here. And I think my problem with this one is I never really thought the first one that was that good. It has, like, a twist ending. It's like, oh, I didn't really see that coming. And that's, like, really all it had going for it. The kills weren't that great. I mean, it's, like, just stabbing people. There's never been that much originality to it. I mean... And Jason's really not that great of a character. He just has a cool mask. If he didn't have a cool mask, he wouldn't be memorable. Like, and I think it was the the second one. He wears a bag on his head. I don't think there'd be thirteen movies of a guy with a bag on his head. So that mask really saved the franchise. And it's hit some pretty bad lows. Uh, Jason X is probably the worst one, where he goes to outer space <laughs> and becomes a cyborg, as if he wasn't unstoppable enough. It's like he's already can be like chopped up and go to hell. That that's, that wasn't enough. <laughs> Sending him to hell wasn't enough. So let's go to space. Um, I'm gonna give Freddy versus Jason a pass because it's one of the great comedies of its time. <laughs> one of the great unintentional comedies with sick, like awesome heavy metal score. Uh, and but it's no, not rest... scary at all. By the way, no, it's like it's great. It's great comedy. <laughs> it's hilarious. You watch it with your family. Have a good time. <laughs> They're just all terrible. They're all really boring and repetitive and redundant. And it keeps going somehow. I don't think there's anyone who's that interested in another one. But I think it's coming out. Uh, yeah, this the upcoming May, May thirteenth. Uh-huh, get it? That may be a terrible idea. <laughs> we'll so let we general audiences decide. Yeah, we'll see if they can finally save Wait, it after do, 30 seconds. What do we know about this? Do we have a director or anything? Let's see. It looks like there's a writer. Uh, what did he do? He worked on some movie called The Forest, which isn't out yet, <laughs> and supposedly worked for Hannibal. But also worked right. for Teen Wolf. Mm, well. And is a graduate of Yale University. <laughs> Ugh, nerd. Nerd. Yeah, I don't need nerds making my horror movies. Pass. <laughs> uh, not high hopes. No nerds. Especially no nerds allowed when it's time for the Wolf Pack or Club or whatever they're called. The Hangover. The Wolf Club. Wolf Club. It's the Wolf Pack, right? I believe so. Yeah. It's amazing how one funny movie turned into like the douchiest thing ever, like the douchiest franchise. I mean, I feel like the problem with this movie is for one, comedies it's never really a great se- uh, great idea to do a sequel to a comedy. And this one especially because the characters weren't really that great. It was more just like the first movie had a really great premise that followed through with it in a kind of inventive way and (laughs) I guess because of that all they could do with the next two movies is just recreate that same premise I'm guessing 
I haven't actually seen these sequels. I saw the second one. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And they do, like, uh, I feel like a problem with comedy sequels is recycling a lot of the same jokes. Or, like, slight alterations. Like, <laughs> oh, in the first movie, Ed Helms is missing a tooth. Now he's got a face tattoo. You know, they're just, like, little additions. that are, like, throwbacks. Yeah. Instead of just, like, come up with new jokes. They're like, oh, that one dude who's on the roof in the first one, he's not in this one either. He's somewhere else. <laughs> What's so weird with The Hangover, too, is it's like, oh, yeah, they, they all got drugged. Like, I, and then there's two more where, like, weird similar things happen. <laughs> pretty yeah, pretty out like... there. Not only are they re- recycling the, the same one. premise, it's a premise that's, like, very... Like, it's a rare thing for s- something to ha- like that to happen to someone. Yeah, it's happened, like, three times to the same group of people who don't learn and go into the same crazy scenarios. Now, you know what bumps me out, you guys? Is if they had done this over a much longer period of time, I think we all would have been all right with it. If there had been like a 10-year gap between The Hangover and The Hangover <laughs> 2, we would have loved it, right? Maybe. I, th- I think so. We would have been excited. It would have been like an a- Man kind of situation because I seem to recall being pretty excited for Anchorman 2, enjoying it, and I tried to watch it again later, and I wasn't really that into it. Um, there's some like excitement that built over time, and you know, just like, oh, we get to return to... This thing I never thought I'd, thought I'd see again. So I think that would have been true with The Hangover. But they came out like what? Like every year for like three years? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what the third one's about. I think it has John Goodman as some like maybe crime boss. Maybe. Okay. I saw the second one. I don't remember what it's about. They get drugged again, but this time they're like in Thailand. And Bill Clinton was almost in it. <laughs> but not quite. Not quite. Maybe he'll be in the next Expendables. Or, no, he'll be in the Expendables. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how annoying this... I guess it was pretty annoying that it was going on. I guess that's the thing with this. Is that's it's, the thing, It's yeah. got to be over by now. I don't know. Because a lot of these are coming to an end or have come to an end, but it's like... They're still like... When I'm reminded of them, I shudder. So the hangover always kind of ha- like live on in that dark place. <laughs> you know, I'll be probably shown at like college dorm rooms for, you know, years to come. Hey dude, we're going to watch the hangover too. You want to join us? We're having a hangover two party. I don't know why it's only the second one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, who's to say, Hey, what do you think will happen if they wait 10 years and make Hangover 4? I think everyone would just be like, what? I, think, <laughs> I don't think anyone would want it in the same way that I wouldn't really want another Austin Powers movie right now, even though I've heard talk. <laughs> what do you yeah. know, Colin? I don't know anything at this point. I feel, like, always it's, I feel like it's been a couple of years <laughs> since anyone's said anything about a new Austin Powers. Keep it on the down low. Tops. Yeah, I guess I guess people wouldn't care. But I don't know. It could happen. It could be one of those things where, like, if enough time passes, people may forget that the last two were as bad as they were and only remember the first one. I'm sure that's happened before. Here's my prediction. 
in three years, that motherfucker Justin Barthas is going to get himself on a TV show that people like. And that is going to get interest in his career again, even if the show gets canceled. And he will spearhead a Hangover Part 4 told from his character's point of view with a new ensemble of his, like, things get fucked up, friends. (laughs) It's a bold prediction, I'll give you that. I'm going to go with 20 years pass. (laughs) 20 years. From now now or from the last one? From the last one. Okay. And then it's basically just last Vegas. 2033. Because <laughs> it'll be funny. Be like, oh, they're old now. Yeah. I mean, not that old. They'll be in their 50s. That's, that's getting close to last Vegas territory. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Those guys are like in their 70s and 80s. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> What time to say? What time to say? Paranormal Activity. I saw the first one. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. You did? Yep. How'd that happen? Uh, Where was was I? (laughs) No, this was in San Francisco. I saw it with a a film school buddy. I wanted to see it more than I did. But I kind of wanted to see it just because I was taking this producing class, basically, and my teachers just, like, talk about how insane it is that Paranormal Activity made, like, millions of dollars, even though it was shot for, like, $30,000. Yeah, I mean, that first was pretty cool. It's just, like, some dude who's like, I have an idea. I'm just going to shoot this in my house, and maybe it'll work out. And it totally did. It's well, he's like a tech dude in like San Diego, yeah. so he didn't even, he didn't even need the money, Orin Pelly. And but then somehow, like this weird kind of one-off, just kind of fun found footage type movie became a franchise. Like the first one, really. Like I can't think of any other found footage movies that have more than one sequel. But like that's the that's like its problem is is like it does not work in franchise form. Like they just do the same thing over and over again, where it's like first 20 minutes, you don't really see anything. Then you kind of see something (laughs) near the end. Something like jumps out at you. And then there's like some text at the end telling you to go visit some websites. (laughs) (laughs) They're all like 81 minutes long or something. And it's like, it it was kind of fun for me for like, even up to the third one, I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. These aren't like that good, but you know, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's just like, it's like going to a haunted house every year, you know, you just kind of go and like, oh, boo, oh, oh, that's scary. <laughs> but then it's like, you get to the fourth one and then the fifth one and now the sixth one. And it's like, it kind of loses its novelty. It's like, uh, I mean, we're going to doing this again. It's the same thing every time. Luckily, I'm pretty sure this next one is the last one. For a while. Have you seen all of them? I have not seen the fifth one. Okay. I have not seen the marked ones. Because originally, like, it was supposed to be a spinoff, but now it's, like, a part of the official series. Don't really know what that means. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Is that the one that came out in, like, crazy early January? 
Yeah, it was like, like crazy. Early. It was like December thirty first. <laughs> I'm finding that it actually opened December thirty first in Aruba. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. And and it's it's uh, January third is when it came. Yeah, out. I remember they were like, "Look, we're putting one out, but like." It's not part of the plot. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, like they're talking about, like, oh, we're probably gonna have another one out this year. <laughs> they sound kind of embarrassed by it. Like, they didn't really want anyone to see it. But then it's like, oh shit! Like, we forgot to make the other one this year. <laughs> uh, I guess this is the, the official, the official fifth one. Even though it does, it's not called Paranormal Activity Five. Oh, what's the title? It's called the Marked Ones. I thought that was the other one. The marked one is, is is the fifth one, and this the the sixth one is the ghost dimension. Ghost dimension. Because <laughs> like you can like see like I think like ghosts in the cameras now or something. Like, like you pick up a camera and you see a ghost or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's also weird is is Colin. You, you remember that the the female character from the first movie, right? You know, because there's only two characters. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to forget. <laughs> Well, you know, characters. at the end, she's like all demon scary and jumps at you. She's yeah. been in all of them. Hmm. She's like the recurring thing is like her story. Like, I give a shit. <laughs> Wait, is she, is she the villain in the other ones? Yeah, she's like the recurring kind of villain. Like this presence that like kind of like haunts these other families and like takes children and stuff. Now we're finally going to get some, you know, get, get a good ending to all this and see how it all works out for Katie. <laughs> And other people that we don't know or care about because everyone else is dead. It's just a really weird thing that this is a, a series. It's it's just it's weird. It doesn't like bug me that much. I just don't get it. <laughs> well, but I mean, this was hot off the heels of Saw. It was. You know, it's funny. I remember the first one came out against... Like, a Saw opened up against Paranormal Activity's, like, third weekend and lost to it, like, at the box office. So, yeah, it kind of dethroned it. Yeah, they were just looking for the next, like, this can be the annual Halloween franchise. Yeah, I guess so. So, I guess there's always got to be one. So, I don't know if now it's going to be, like, like Insidious or The Conjuring. I feel like those yeah. take a little more time to make. There's already three Insidious movies. There's three. And didn't they Think do like that. a spin-off conjuring thing too? Conjuring, yeah. It has it has a spin-off already, and the second one's coming out next year. I feel like that had a really dumb name. Which was the one that did like a doll movie? That was the conjuring. That was the conjuring? <laughs> yeah, Annabelle. Which is like one of the like ghost artifacts from the conjuring. Because it's like, you know, there's like two ghost they're two like paranormal specialists and they have like a whole like museum kind of of everything they found over the years and they had that doll um the new one's called the enfield poltergeist you know those are real people too the conjuring people and they're yeah. totally full of shit and it's been proven that they're full of shit <laughs> but now they're like heroes <laughs> so but insidious is a different thing yeah it just also has actually that might be that might also be a James Wan movie. That's what I was thinking. It is, and they both have Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Just to make it Probably extra confusing. God, it makes it extra. Confusing. Do you think James Wan can get Patrick Wilson in the next Furious movie? I can only imagine some douche in a suit. I mean, 
He's not gonna play a tough guy. <laughs> Did you hear about how he doesn't want to direct the next Fast and Furious movie? Because because like, like Vin Diesel is very particular with <laughs> directors about you know conforming that, yeah. to his vision. I think that's kind of why Justin Lin didn't want to do it either. I thought Justin Lin didn't want to do it because he did like five Fast and Furious. I mean, movies. I'm sure that played into it, but I don't know. I read some article where it's like nobody wants to direct it because they don't want to have to deal with Vin Diesel. Fuck it, let Vin Diesel direct. <laughs> There you go. I don't know why they wouldn't just do that. He's just like holding the camera like up to his face (laughs) as he's running along. (laughs) It's a two and a half hour long selfie. (laughs) Actually, that's a good idea, Sean. Like a selfie movie, like done all from like selfie stick point of view. There's your next horror franchise. I think that's bad. Yeah. Uh, We'll just have to make that selfie horror film when did that um skype's gonna kill you movie come out that you kind of liked that was january i mean i liked it because it was so stupid it wasn't a good movie that was january hmm. yeah and that that did okay because it, it cost like ten dollars to make all you all you needed was skype <laughs> uh that was like that was supposed to be like a made for tv mtv movie so profit but paranormal activity i'm glad it's coming to an end it's kind of irritating that they've made so many um let's move on to something that's like uh, that really pisses me off okay and that's pirates of the caribbean really i mean these movies are so like fucking huge and expensive and it's just so depressing because johnny depp clearly doesn't care about anything anymore he's having a good time uh, is he he's kind of getting into black mass it looks like he's kind of trying. Ah, I just feel like I heard like a year or two ago. He's like, I just don't like him saying, I just don't give a shit about anything. Oh anymore. well, I mean that's different. That's now. I'm talking about like when he was shooting Pirates of the Caribbean two and three back to back. He was like, this is awesome. I'm all about this. I could play Jack Sparrow for the rest of my life. And Disney kind of wants him to. I I guess they do well. They do really well overseas. I think is their thing, right? I imagine the first three did really well here. Did the first three, but I don't think the last one did, but it did pretty good internationally. Um, I can't imagine why that would be. I don't know, because maybe like China likes pirates because they have, have like actual pirates over there. <laughs> it's like really relatable. <laughs> Interesting theory. And what did the, uh, what's the next one? It's uh, I probably has like Javier Bardem if he hasn't already been in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know why it just seems like a given you gotta get him in there dead men tell no tales and yes it does have javier bardem <laughs> oh it's got orlando bloom is back because he realized his career wasn't working out is jeffrey rush still in it he's still in it for some reason let him I don't die know if he's give him a break <laughs> why won't i die I mean, he was literally his... saying that in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And don't forget Johnny Depp's lovable crew, such as uh, dwarf uh, <laughs> guy with mutton chops, maybe <laughs> the guy from the British office who is Dwight. But I don't think he's in this one. <laughs> maybe he is. I don't see his name anywhere. I don't. Do you know his name? 
I, I, I don't actually. Maybe he is here. I'll just Google British Dwight <laughs> office. Uh, what's that guy's name? Gareth Keenan? Yeah. I don't see his name. I mean, he wasn't a super important character. I mean, not, it's like, it's just weird because, like, there's all these movies, and, like, I think about, like, how there's a lot of franchises, like, good franchises, like, like the Batman movies, like, they have all the recurring characters, and you get Commissioner Gordon and Alfred and all, like, oh, Batman and all his friends. But it's like, Jack Sparrow doesn't, like, have anybody to, like, interact with. I mean, he doesn't have, like, a rapport with anyone, really. He just kind of, like, just dicks around. None of the characters are interesting. It's like, we have one good character. The rest are whatever. I mean, I guess they have Jeffrey Rush, but I don't even think his character is that great. I don't even understand him. Like, sometimes he's a bad guy, sometimes he's not. Was he in the... How many is he in? He's in all of them, I think. Okay. I guess I've seen all of them, except for the last one. I just don't remember him that well. They had one good scene with mermaids. Okay. I think. But then they try to make you like really care about mermaids for the rest of the movie, and it's just yeah, like like this like new character romance. If you wanna, if you wanna make me not like your movie, do a fourth sequel in a franchise, and then spend half the movie with a new young character who's just trying to get it on with a mermaid. That'll do it. That's a great technique to make me hate your movie. Yeah, there was a young guy, wasn't there? Is he back? Is he coming back? Who, yeah, who was the young guy? Um, I see Sam Claflin was in Odd Stranger Tides. I know he's in The Hunger Games. Was he the guy? A missionary kept prisoner aboard Blackbeard's... No, that doesn't... I don't know. I don't know who it was. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> not important, I guess. God, do you know... Okay. That movie cost $378 million. The fourth one? The fourth one. Wow. That's a ton of money. That's so much money. That's got to be one of the more expensive movies ever made. Yeah, how much much did it... Like in the top three? (laughs) Like, I feel like you never hear about movies going over $300. $378 million. That's more than Avatar. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the most expensive movie ever made. But it made one billion dollars. Well, it's I'm telling you, it's that it's I that overseas. Market. I just feel like no one really cared about it over no here. No one did. I but people in China. Seems like you guys barely saw it. Like you kinda got dragged to it. I did. I got dragged to it. Sean, you got dragged to it? Oh, I totally got dragged to it. Um <laughs> I, I was running the film club at the time. And they gave us some budget for a party at the end of the year. And I was like, well, we're the film club. Let's go see a movie, you guys. What do you guys want to go see? And it was a unanimous vote for fucking Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> on Stranger Tides. Except for me, who was like, let's not go see Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. What, what would you have wanted to see, Sean? Back in 2000? <laughs> 11. That was 11. May of 2011. Although beats me what was out then or just like Iron Man 2 maybe a, a Kung Fu Panda or something 
Well, would have I'm to looking be it up. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 2. Thor was it out then. Thor? I would have wanted to go see Thor again. I don't Midnight know. in Paris opened the same uh, the same weekend. Yeah, probably not in Midnightville, yeah. though. <laughs> but yeah. Um... But yeah, I, I'm kind of annoyed by this this thing where like studios are starting to just make these movies that'll I don't know. It's like oh, we'll just do well in China. It doesn't really matter if it's like anything good in it. Just make it really <laughs> big and exciting looking. Because like I think I heard we're gonna talk about this probably a little bit later that they're gonna make another Terminator. No one gave a shit about that last Terminator, but it did so good in China that we might get another one of those Terminator movies. It's crazy. Yeah, but I mean that. When you make a movie like that, you're just making it to to do sequels, right? Like that was the whole yeah, point of Terminator. I guess Genesis. it is. I guess it is. So they, that that was like a, they built this whole machine. Might as well let it run. I mean, yeah, because in that they purposely like, oh, well, we're not explaining this because we'll explain it in the sequel. That's not how you should make movies. You should not make movies saying we're not going to like do that good of a job because we're going to like worry about it later. <laughs> it's like in that Fantastic Four movie. It's like. Or we're only gonna have Doctor Doom in like the last ten minutes because we're gonna like we'll go more into it in the next one. I, I hate that. That's not what you do. That's not what you do. You know that's what like makes like Mad Max so great. That villain is like in the first ten minutes of the movie, fifteen maybe. We're talking about. And it didn't have a uh, Mad Max Fury Road. They did it right. Yeah, I mean it starts with him getting captured by that group, and then he's just being chased by that group for the whole movie. Except for at the halfway point, when they switch to he's racing them back to that place. Yeah, that's pretty efficient. They can't all be that efficient. In fact, some stories get a little convoluted. With that in mind, let's talk about the Resident Evil franchise. Um, I was really excited for this as a kid. Uh, I think at the time there must have been, what, maybe three Resident Evil games that were out. I really loved them. I think what I liked about them uh, uh, is they're so scary. They're so like slow and brooding and atmospheric. You know, it just felt like a really like spooky haunted house you're exploring, or like the second one's the abandoned police station. I'm like, oh man, that'll translate so well to to the screen. Go to the movie. There's like an underground like scientific research facility called the Hive under a mansion. It's full of like high tech laser machines and karate masters. <laughs> I'm like, where did they? How did they come up with this? Where did this come from? I think it was that the Matrix was kind of popular. But this is years after the Matrix. Like, this is like three years after. Like, this is like 2001. So it's it's the first ones come. It was like out like three years prior. But it was popular. It was still popular, like on VHS and stuff. I think, I think that's where it started. It's like, well, that's how you do a good action movie. Uh, horror movies don't like make like a, mo- a lot of money, so let's make like a horror action movie. <laughs> And like lots of karate, and it it strayed so far from what it was supposed to be that it became this weird own entity, like this weird series of karate sci-fi movies that somehow have zombies kind of in the background. Yeah, can you even like kick people in the Resident Evil games? No, <laughs> you can't even ones. walk in the Resident Evil games. <laughs> yeah, like Sean always says, you you're basically like you're controlling a tank. <laughs> You're not, like, jumping around. And it's funny because there's so many games where you do play like that. Resident Evil is, like, the one where you don't play like that. And they made it, like, jumping around. And now there's... uh, They're working on the sixth one is coming out. I believe it's the last one. Um, I don't know what's left to do because I seem to recall... 
I still have to the second one. I seem to recall the, the third one. The trailer was like the whole world is like a desert wasteland. Everything's blown up. Everyone's dead. Like that was the third one. <laughs> There's three after that. What is left? It's like they. It's like every time they just play. Like, this is gonna be the last one. It's gonna make a big, big, big. And it's like, oh shit, we need to make another one. Uh, well, like not not like all the worlds like blown up. It's like still like a little part like left over here or something. Or like that it didn't really happen. Or like I just feel like they're like they know they make it so they can't make sequels and somehow they keep making sequels. Are they all the third made? one was called Extinction. Are they all made by that Paul W. S. Anderson guy? No, he made the first two and then came back for like the fifth one. Okay. Or something. <laughs> or the fourth or fifth one. Because he's like, Look what they're doing to my baby, I gotta fix it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why he came back. Probably because he because he made could... the Three Musketeers in fucking Pompeii and no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, those were his prestige gotta... projects. <laughs> gotta return to what people love me for, which is Resident Evil. I think what's interesting about this franchise is how, like you said, the first one uh, is just barely related to the game series, um, but over the course of the sequels, they like went and introduced a lot of the characters from those games. Mm-hmm. Not, like, correctly. Not correct. There's I'm, no way yeah, to do it. I don't really know much about <laughs> how they handled it, but I imagine poorly. But I, I find it interesting that, like, after that first one, they've been, like, trying to be like, ooh, we should probably make it more like the thing people actually like. But <laughs> just barely. I think even maybe the fifth or fourth one had, like... They included some of those weird parasites from Resident Evil 4. Oh. As if those had anything to do with anything they were exploring. <laughs> it's like, better throw those in there too for, for the fans. This one's for the fans. You know, I think you can sum up all of Resident Evil with one special feature that I saw on the Resident Evil Apocalypse DVD when I rented it back <laughs> in the day. And it was a behind the scenes of like, there's this huge warehouse filled with like. 50 people and there's like uh someone training them to do to to be zombies like it was like a zombie training academy and i'm like how much did this cost like they're playing corpses they're like practicing and he's like no this is how you do a zombie like this is how you do the walk you gotta like like like, like they're fucking like ballerinas or something <laughs> it's like this is where the money's going like you know, stand back for a minute. Like, look at like your script and like your cast. No, you're putting money into Zombie Training Academy. That's what's important. People are gonna notice that zombie's walking wrong. This is a bad movie. He <laughs> didn't take a karate chop to the face, right? <laughs> uh, I, mean, I think that sums it all up. They don't know what they're putting into things. They think people like, but I mean, I guess somebody likes them. They make so many of them. I, I will say this. And I've always said this. I stand by this. The scene in the first movie with the laser hallway is pretty good. I, I seem to recall that being pretty good, yeah. Like, that's that's it. That's it. the one thing. The one thing. Also, um, since we can't really talk about the plot because we don't know, I remember there's a good uh, video on GiantBomb.com that uh, Ryan Davis did. You go to GiantBomb.com and look up the, uh, This Ain't No Game for the Resident Evil series. Uh, it's a pretty amazing story that I think you'll really enjoy. 
I, as I, I do sort of remember how they explain away, you know, the world coming to an end in one movie and then there being something to do in the next. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, but let's instead talk about Saw. We kind of teased it earlier. Little, little hint. Saw appears to be over for now. It got a it got a good seven installments. Once again, I dropped out at about the fifth one because I realized I'd seen the same movie five times in a row. <laughs> uh, so the first one was kind of okay because it's like it's an interesting idea. You put people in traps and they have to make sacrifices because they've done bad things. Like that's that's kind of interesting. It's an interesting premise, but. They like they didn't have a lot of recurring characters because people just kept dying. The main villain died in the third movie. There was like no momentum, so all they had were the traps. It's like, well, let's just write like let's come up with five trap scenes and then try to like take a few characters that people kind of know from like previous ones and try to string together a movie. And I think it's one of those things where it's like that was like the movie we mentioned earlier. It's like we have to have one out every year for Halloween. And I think that really put, like, like that really made the movies really bad. <laughs> you know, because, like, well, they got to hurry. Like, we don't really have time to develop a good story or where this is going. We just got to work on the traps. I know. Because that's all people care about. It was also kind of the same thing as Paranormal Activity, right? Where, like, that first one came out and it was, like, a, it was, like, almost a student film. It was just, like, a, some guys had a, some good ideas and were able to get some talented actors. Mm-hmm. And they put it out for a very small budget. And people were like, yeah, this is actually pretty great. And then they're just like, let's do it again and 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 again. I mean, isn't that kind of the story for every horror franchise? Like, I feel like the yeah. first one is usually kind of an independent thing, even with like Halloween or others. Like, it's just how it works, I guess. Stumble onto one good idea, do it over and over and over. John, what's your... Uh, what are you, what are your favorite traps from these movies? <laughs> any any one stick out to you? Mm, oh, there was one. I don't know if like I like it because it's like oh gross, but there's one that always <laughs> stood out to me. Where there's like this fat obese pedophile like strapped to a bed. I think he was a pedophile or something, and or he has like a bunch of child pornography, something dark and horrible. But the like, the only way he can like sacrifice himself is he has like a a little buzzer in like each hand and he presses one and this big like metal hook comes and like cuts into his eye so that he can't see that eye and then he has to press the other button in the other hand to for the thing spike to come through his other eye so he gets out of the trap if he blinds himself so he can never see like because he's seen so many horrible things <laughs> and for some reason i was like Ugh. like that one especially like blinding yourself and then like the fact that he did one and then had to think about doing the other one like those traps in those movies are like pretty scary. You do think about like you and that those like scenarios. Like, could I do that? I mean, some of them aren't as creative as others, but they're pretty scary sometimes. It just it's just disappointing they don't have anything good to string the stories together. So you're saying there's no way to like solve the puzzle. It's just torture yourself. Well, you know, it's like it's you either like sacrifice a part of you or you just die. You know, it's it's like repenting for your sins. You know, that doesn't sound very fun. It's not fun, Sean. It's a horror movie. They take bad people usually, like people that have done bad things. What did things. Danny oh. Glover do? Uh, I don't think he wasn't. He didn't end up in a trap, but he did get killed. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like a cop 
trying to solve in the first one. I think he like tripped over a wire and got killed by like a wall of shot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got me Not a little all the interested. Traps are as good as some of the other ones. <laughs> yes, they resorted to trip wire. The second one was just like a trap house. Like that one was really dumb. Like, look through a keyhole. Go get shot. <laughs> the eye. You know what's sad, though, is they did have one kind of interesting thing aside from the traps. The guy who played the bad guy, uh, Jigsaw, Tobin Bell, he was kind of good. He he was given a good performance. Like, this was like his, you know, he's just some character actor. Oh, he finally gets to be famous doing something cool. And it's like, well, let's kill him in one of them. And then just kind of see where it goes. And that was a big mistake. Killing off the main bad guy. It's like if they kept making Friday the 13th without Jason. I mean, maybe they should have done that. I don't know. It just, they got they got desperate. Uh, all they had were the traps. They didn't have anything else going for it. And it just kind of exploded. It, like, it got to the point where it's like, we just really can't make anymore. I don't know what the hell we're going to do next. So let's just call this the next one the last one. Uh, and I think yeah, it did get the point where yeah, I got dethroned. As someone who's never seen these movies, they it just sounds like so sadistic. Like I, I can't imagine enjoying any of this. It's like even even in a horror movie, isn't there supposed to be some sort of message or, or some sort of morality to it? It's not just like let's watch a person be hurt and then will leave at the end you could take the morality as being like remember i said everyone who's in the traps has done something bad so it's like when they get killed or hurt it's like karma but they didn't do anything bad to jigsaw no well i think well the thing about jigsaw i forgot to mention is he dies in the third one because he's been progressively dying because he has cancer so he's like it's so unfair that I'm a good person and I'm going to die. So I'm going to have these people who like don't deserve to live and they have to earn it. Yeah, he sounds like a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a real humanitarian. <laughs> um, another great guy, Liam Neeson, taken. Now, I wasn't going to put this on here until I found out that they're making a Taken TV show. Did you guys hear about this? Mm-hmm. Call it Taken to the Streets. Is that really what it's called? Well, that's just joking, that's the right? spec script I submitted. <laughs> you could have fooled me. I, I I don't know though. That's 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 a pretty bad title. Um, it's supposed to be like a prequel about how Liam Neeson, who's who's not in it, by the way, of course not. Because it's young Liam Neeson. Brian Mills, I believe, is his character. How he acquired his skills. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but isn't the whole appeal of those movies that it's Liam Neeson? Well, I don't know, because I feel like that first Taken came out at a time when people didn't appreciate Liam Neeson as an action star. Like, sure, there are people like me who saw Rob Roy and like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but... I, I think Taken, that was like 2008. I think that was the beginning of, he's an action star now, even though he's like yeah. 55 years old. Right. 
Um, and as far as I know, the only reason they're keeping sequels to it is Liam Neeson thinks that's kind of cool, and his wife died tragically, and he needs to keep himself busy so he doesn't become all consumed with sadness. Poor guy. Poor guy. As, as many crappy movies as Liam Neeson makes, I will always have such a fondness and respect for him as a, an actor and as a person. Um, yeah, if, if if he was doing this, t- if he was the star of the Take It TV show, I don't think I would have put it on this list. Because even though I'm sure Take It Two and Three are terrible, I think it would be hilarious if Liam Neeson was in a Take It TV show, <laughs> especially playing a version of himself that's like 20 years. Ago. I mean, if they're still doing the prequel thing, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is there any actor who maintained their integrity completely through their 60s? At a certain point, you just fall apart. Like a Warren Beatty. Gene Hackman, maybe? And then he was done. I mean, he did do Welcome to Mooseport, but... <laughs> and he's like, I see where this is going. I'm out of here. That was the one that made him just check out. <laughs> he didn't, didn't want to keep making his equivalent of the Meet the Fockers movies. <laughs> Yikes. To think that's like for De Niro, that's like pretty good. <laughs> I guess at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, like taken, it's the same thing with The Hangover, right? Where it's, you're just doing the same fucking plot, you assholes. What do you, stop it. You, It's an action movie. You could do anything. You did, you did your due diligence. You had him save his daughter. Now he's just like a guy who's like kicking ass. You could have done anything, but you're like, I mean, you know what would be cool is if they took his daughter again. But it is called Taken, Sean. Someone's got to get took. They could have done the fucking divergent thing. Could have been taken and then mistaken, shaken and then shaken, <laughs> bacon, quaken, Awaken. mistaken. I think that was already said. Did, did someone say that? Already? <laughs> yeah. Flaking that one, he just misses just out on blowing everybody off. <laughs> Raking, like, got a rake. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where he finally settles down with Famke Jensen, and he's like, "All right." But he take care of he guy. finds out like his kitchen. neighbors are sex traffickers or something. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a lot of dramatic shots of him like raking, but he's like looking. He's got like a tool design. shed, but it turns the tools into weapons, like in Commando. God, why didn't we write these movies? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess the third one was a little more interesting because they did the whole like now they're after him instead of him being after them, and like he's the one who says good luck on the phone and stuff like that. But it, it should be cool, but it just comes off as douchey. It is. Who was in that? Was it Forrest Whitaker? Oh, I have no idea. Probably in one of them. I don't know. I'm thinking in the third one where he's the one who's being chased. Yeah, it is. It's Forrest Whitaker. Hmm. Like that's cool, but not cool enough. Also, the poster for Taken Three on the Wikipedia page says it ends here. What fucking ends? <laughs> like there, there was no plot. It was 
He saved his daughter twice and he killed everyone else. It, people are going to start stop stealing his daughter. <laughs> it's happened enough times. All right. It ends here. Um, just like just, I was going to say, just like I wish the next Terminator would end here, where it is at Genesis. I wish it had ended at Genesis. In, like, I'm ragging on it a lot for some reason. I feel like movie. we got to see it just so we can justify how much we make fun of how much it's supposed to suck. <laughs> like, there's a way you could have done a Terminator movie that finally ends the arc and also like sets up an alternate timeline right yeah like couldn't they, i mean they could have just sent someone back like as they're winning the war right that's the stupidest easiest way to do it but can't we get some closure just a little, please it's like judgment day keeps happening and it's like every single one i was reading an article about this day how every single terminator movie has to explain like the entire plot of the terminator franchise like at the beginning like talking about judgment day showing some shots of some terminators and explosions like every single one as if like we forgot like we forgot what terminator's about every single one has to explain uh, to us like every single thing that's going on in the whole series and it's like it doesn't seem like any of it really matters because it doesn't seem like anybody really has any sway on anything. We always know that John Connor is going to save the day at some point. We know we always know the Terminator is always going to lose. At least I think we do. I just I don't know why I'm supposed to care at this point. I mean I think the reason the first two Terminators is good is because you have like people that you care about, right? You're not really interested in like the future or the outcome of like the Terminator Wars. You care about like Sarah Connor, and in the second one, you care about John Connor and his relationship with the Terminator because he's like his dad, kind of. It's like his bro. And I think he's still. Yeah, you Sarah you Connor. still care about Sarah Connor, awesome definitely. In that movie. But then it's like after that, it's like the third one's like kind of like a remake. The fourth one isn't really like I don't know. It's not really like anything. <laughs> but the thing about that, like at least the third and the fourth one, you could take them on the okay, like. You can take them on this level of they're going to end this fucking story. Like, the third one's like, no more preventing Judgment Day. Judgment Day fucking happens at the end of this movie. And the fourth one is like, no more of this time travel bullshit. We're like, in the future. But they do a fifth one where it's like, what if we did all the time travel bullshit we didn't do previously? Yeah, we have four villains. (laughs) It's always a good idea. And we have a lot of open ends for the sequel. Because this is going to be a trilogy. And we have like the T one thousand again, but other kinds of Terminators too, and Arnold, and we have old Arnold, and we're gonna do this scene where Arnold takes the guy's clothes again from the first movie, because like that'll be like, oh, I remember that. That's fun. It's just everything, and yeah. So like, what's left, right? Like, cause and this is what I wrote about before, and maybe I even talked about it last time we talked about Terminator, where it's like. The first one, you just enjoy the concept and the action for what it is. The second one, maybe the concept's bugging you a little bit, but you can still enjoy the movie as it is. But, but the third and fourth one, it's like, okay, I'm just in it for the plot at this point. And now they've taken that away. Like, I, I'm fucking stumped on Terminator. Like, I, I got nothing, you guys. What? Shit, man. I mean, it's just so weird because it's like, it doesn't seem like they're throwing any, in anything new. They just keep reusing the same things. And like, can we make a movie with all the same parts again? 
Like, mix it up. You know, just do. I don't care if it's like the dumbest thing ever. Send Terminator to the old west. I don't know. (laughs) It's like give us something new, something different. That's that's a great point. You have the ultimate plot device of time travel. You can send a person anywhere in history, and they and they don't do anything with it. They, well, they do one thing with it five times. I mean, would it really be any more stupid if you had Terminator like go back and try to kill John Connor's like great ancestor in like Revolution <laughs> times or Civil War times? Like, it wouldn't really be any more stupid. It, it it would be more interesting from an action standpoint because you're not gonna have bazookas and whatever else they're using to kill. <laughs> like, they're not gonna have a giant pit of molten lava to throw a Terminator. It'll be more interesting. Using, like muskets and cannons. It'll be more of a struggle to take down one Terminator. It'll be the movie Cowboys versus Aliens. Exactly. God, and it took us what, like, a couple minutes to come up with that. Like, if that, that's a way more interesting idea. But no, they're just they keep working with the same ideas that we've already seen. Anyway, give it a few more years, and Arya Stark will get to be yeah. Sarah Connor, and we'll do it all over again. These things don't Fuck, end. Man. We're discovering that now. All that said, I'm not going to put Terminator on the list because those first two okay. movies are fucking awesome. Just wait. Unlike Transformers. Yeah, I don't know if we really need to talk about it. I just put it on the list just because it seems like a given even though Sean's dedicated a lot of his life to hating these movies. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go on another one of your patented Transformers rants. Well, so it, when we were doing our beloved franchises or whatever we ended up calling that podcast uh, episode. Just best uh, franchises. We, we were talking about, like, you have to take the whole franchise. You have to talk about it, every single part of it. So... That does give a slight edge to Transformers because it has one of the boldest animated films I've ever seen in its canon, Transformers mm-hmm. the movie. You guys see that one? <laughs> I saw it when I was a kid. It's, it's pretty entertaining. It. It's a pretty good kid movie. It's well animated. It's Well, I don't know. It might Maybe be a pretty horrific kid movie because they, they kill everyone. <laughs> Um, 1986 that came out with fucking Eric Idle Orson Welles Leonard Nimoy Orson Welles I think Robert Stack is in there (laughs) a lot of old men (laughs) oh man so like that that movie is fucking insane and it's got the touch (laughs) and Weird Al (laughs) And Weird Al, a Weird Al song. Oh, it's it's it is out there, man. Everybody dies. Oh, it's it's breathtaking cinema. I mean, it's also a like super cynical. Like we'll kill off all the toys so we can make new toys thing. But oh, nice Scatman Crothers, also his last movie. <laughs> God damn, that's a crazy movie. Uh, but then the other Transformers movies, um, they get dumber and longer, and um, like it's it's been a weird phenomenon for me where it's like I can take it better. Like they don't feel worse every year, even though they should. 
Um, and there's going to be another one. Is Jason Statham going to finally be in it? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Is Michael Bay directing the next uh, yeah, one? I wonder how much information there is. Did he Did he step down? I can't remember I, if that was a thing. I th- thought I remember hearing he loved making Transformers movies. <laughs> I thought he was going to do back-to-back bad boys or something. Right. Because <laughs> everybody's been asking for that. Double the size. All right, let's game. see. Um, Transformers 5 to have dual storylines. Optimus Prime and Unicron will battle it out in space. Uh, and Unicron. Ooh. 2017. Pretty close. I guess they must be working on it. I think it still has Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, it seemed like he was the guy now. I think these are all just rumors that I'm reading, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is what it turns out to be. Unicron. Yeah, I mean, why not? They already did Galvatron. You know, I will say, uh, I was at the Fred Myers today, and... They had one of those TVs where, you know, they was doing the weird, like, frame rate thing. And, uh... Oh, the, like, the Yeah, and Transformers is on, was on, and it actually looked really good with that. Like, I, I've heard some movies look good <laughs> with that effect on it. Um, and it looked really, it looked really cool. <laughs> and, uh... Looked what was more really like a funny, video game, which is what it would have been really better funny as. is, like, the volume was down pretty low, but, like, Madonna's, like, Material Girl was blasting. <laughs> so it's like, Material Girl in the Material World? As, like, as, as, like, a giant scorpion is coming out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's Transformers 2. Uh, so, I mean, if I can at least look at it and be like, that looks kind of cool. There must be something in there that's not... You're like it must not be the worst thing ever. Yeah, you know, I always give Michael Bay credit. His movies cost a lot and make a lot and look like they cost a lot. Like yeah. it's not like Adam Sandler where like <laughs> that money is not on the screen. He puts it all. He's on the using screen. it. Yeah, he's using it. I think it just Transformers is like a pretty hard idea to translate to the screen in the first place. I think it'd be hard for anyone. <sighs> I still maintain if you had just like literally adapted like the first two or three episodes of the Transformers TV show, you would have had a movie that's like so much weirder and funnier and um, you know more yeah, exciting to watch true. than like it's like do it as a period piece, set it in like nineteen eighty four, have a boombox that somehow transforms into a seventy foot tall robot. <laughs> like just do it literally. Why not? And simplify them a little bit. They look a little complicated. They've always looked a little weird to me. They're so complicated. And that's the thing, man. That was the thing, is that you people go because they want to see robots fight, and you can't even see robots fight. Cause they're so I mean, they, they're hard to look at when they stand still, let alone start moving. <laughs> I mean, when they're standing still, they're moving a bunch, because they're all those crazy <laughs> pumps and gut, gyros. Steve and shooting out. <laughs> yeah, I just like to think you're trying to watch like Optimus Tribe give a speech. There's only things like doodads and stuff. You can't around. Like, concentrate on anything. <laughs> That's how Michael Bay does a, a dialogue scene. 
<laughs> but Sean, I, I I'm curious. Uh, you know, they're making clearly making another one. What are your feelings towards seeing it when it comes out on DVD? Are you like, oh god, again? Are you like, kind of just morbidly curious because it's it's weird that it keeps going. Like, how do you feel about seeing this? I mean, it's not really evolving that much. The third one was, you know, it for better or for worse. It, I feel like the third one established how to do a modern superhero movie. They just did it with giant robots, like. You, you remember the cool parts of that movie because they're in the trailer, right? Where they, like, topple the skyscraper and yeah, they're in it. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. And and stuff like... And the giant beam of light, which then every movie had to have a giant sure. beam of light as as the villain. Because <laughs> that... Yeah, that's really relatable. <laughs> um, and the fourth one had the cool, like, dinosaur bit at the beginning. Um, and also that you can interpret the fourth one as... Uh, the, the completion of Optimus Prime's arc in becoming the villain of this franchise uh, because he basically is a villain except for the fact that Michael Bay like doesn't treat him like one uh, that's interesting um, but but otherwise it's just kind of the same thing of like bad jokes sometimes racist jokes uh, Stanley Tucci just hamming it up and uh, everyone else kind of phoning it in uh, usually at least one actor you're like why are they doing this like fucking francis mcdormand um and then i'm guessing it'll just be more of that like they're not growing they're not changing they're they're getting longer (laughs) but they're comfortable with where they are right now if it ain't broke don't fix it (laughs) (laughs) if anything add add more pumps (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I look forward to what it'll be called. I feel like they always have kind of funny names. Dark of the Moon, that still makes me laugh. Yep. Revenge of the Fallen yeah. was the other one. Age of Extinction. All pretty dopey, so. But like serious dopey. Definitely serious. Next one will be like Rise so, of the. No, it can't be Rise. If it has space, that's tough. Oh God, who knows? Rise of the planets. Eyes. They have like planet transformers. Eyes of the planet. I mean, that's what Unicron is. So yeah, you know, why not have multiple planet transformers? Cracking racist jokes. <laughs> I'll take that over robots with beards. That's too weird. It doesn't make sense. John Goodman had a beard. It was weird. And he always had a cigar, which I'm like, what was that? What was that? What was he doing? Hanging out. Because I don't know what you're talking about. John Goodman played one of the Transformers in the fourth one, and of course they just act like they've been the same team the whole time, even though fucking different characters every movie. And he's just like, he's just like this big fat dude with a big fat gun. And I say, dude, he's a robot. He's a Transformer. And he's just got like a robot beard and robot cigar. Robot cigar. Like a spark plug or something? I'm looking at it now. This doesn't even look like anything. It just looks like a bunch of like pointed metal shapes. 
Oh, there's the cigar. Okay. What, what does he turn into? Like a tank? Uh, a grenade? Like a fridge? Sort of like, I think it was just like a like a like a military, a military van. You know? <laughs> like one of those like green like military looking vans, like a Humvee maybe. Right. Hound is his name. I remember when Transformers Four came out, they announced that like they had cast John Goodman and Ken Watanabe, like the day before the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was there was not there was no motion capture or any sort of performance. Uh, capture they were just like at the last second they're like well we should probably have someone voice these lines we can't just keep doing the bumblebee thing where they quote oh did i have i talked about this on the podcast before how much i hate bumblebee no purely because he uses a star trek i mean he, he talks in clips i don't know if you guys remember that he doesn't yeah. speak he, he just sure. plays clips of things for sentences and they fucking play Star Trek clips at one point, and they had already cast Leonard Nimoy as um, whoever the bad guy was in one of those. So they they can't even like stay consistent with what exists in their universe. No. I mean, Ken Watanabe played a samurai robot. Yeah. Oh my Samurai God. robot. That's terrible. I mean, but we were just talking about John Goodman being like an army man robot. Jeez. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Twilight's over, though. Yeah. They can't do any more. It's not really annoying anymore. But it was for quite a few years there. Although it was kind of easy to avoid because it's just like, yeah, this is not for me. It certainly ruined vampires for a long time. Vampires are pretty That's cool true. horror movie villains, and for the longest time, they're maybe now people are starting to like them again, but they're totally wimpified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sparkle and the feather. I never understood the vampires in Twilight. It's like, so they don't die in the sun. Um, they could just like hang out and be young forever and have superpowers. All they, all, I mean, they they need to and, drink blood, but I mean, but it's not even it doesn't even have yeah. any human blood. So they have it pretty good. Like, isn't the whole thing about being a vampire is like a curse? Yeah, it's, it's supposed, supposed to be like to be. hell on earth, basically. Like, you can't walk out in the sun. There's all these things that can kill you. You're a monster. You're not a dreamy boy. You have to you <laughs> have to kill people to and live. He's like 200 years old. And he's like with like, like what like a 16 year old or something. What's up with that? Pedophilia too. Why would you? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Why would you like? Oh, I'm like I've been like alive for like hundred years. I guess I go to high school. <laughs> I didn't learn enough the other years. <laughs> I think their thing has always been. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm planning on watching uh, the first one this uh, Halloween season. If you guys are welcome to join me. Um, <laughs> oh God, I forgot where I was going I with that. Know. Um, he's going to high school. I I, I want to watch it just to be pissed about how inaccurately they portray living in Washington yeah. State, <laughs> and specifically living in Forks, well, which is a place I visited many times in my childhood. 
Was it was it scary or was it spooky yeah. or romantic? What was it like? <laughs> no, it was a tiny town near a Native American reservation. Oh, you mean a werewolf a, a reservation? Really tiny town. <laughs> well, well, it's both, I guess. Yeah, because Native Americans yeah, are werewolves. You'd, you'd be a lot better at <laughs> analyzing the forks credibility of that movie because I didn't even like know what Forks no. was until that movie came out and I th- I think it was when I first moved to San Francisco and like some girl from my school asked because I was from Washington like have you ever been to Forks and I was like I don't know what that is I mean I don't think <laughs> Stephanie Meyer been there and she still wrote about it yeah it's just like a random small town I can't like no one's been there mm-hmm. Except for you. Well, that's just because I went camping a lot. <laughs> a good place to camp, then? Okay. Nearby. Just gotta watch out of the vampire attacks. Just gotta watch it. It's so sad going there now, because it's just, like, Twilight mm-hmm. tools and stuff. Maybe that's died down. You know, it must be... Everyone moved on It to must be shades. even weirder now. Because there's probably still a little bit of it <laughs> that still stands. Edward Cullen Cafe. It's gonna be so weird. Like, imagine if there was like a movie. Let's say it's an older friend. Like, let's say there's like a Back to the. No, I was gonna say Back to the Future, but those those movies are actually like pretty well remembered. Try to think of a franchise that existed. It's kind of fallen off a little bit. But if there was a whole town that was still devoted to it for some reason, (laughs) imagine how weird that would be. There's like a short yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and you're like, what? It's like, these are popular when they came out. You're like, what? This is a short circuit town? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be really weird. It's probably weird now, but it's going to be weirder and weirder as the as time goes by, what, what that town's going to be like. I think eventually it'll probably kind of ditch a lot of that stuff. Hey, so Stephanie Meyer is married to a dude named Christian. Isn't that the same name as the dude from Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Well, not Christian Meyer, but... Yeah, Christian. So... Oh, well, you're saying... I see what you're saying, because cause Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fan fiction. Did uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey author just take the name of Stephanie Meyer's husband's... <laughs> To be the, uh, to be the protege. That's well, she was working on just stealing all of Stephanie Meyer's life. <laughs> just stealing lots of other stuff too. Did I tell you guys about that movie Secretary and how the character in that is also named Gray? Oh, really? Yeah, that movie Secretary. That's like basically the same plot with James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal. His name is Gray. It's like the same idea. I don't know one ever <laughs> talks about that. Maybe you're kind of the weird. first person to discover it. Well, I don't I, think I remember so. there were. I knew uh, a girl in college who was kind of a, like you know, like women's lib type person, and she yeah. had told me about Secretary being like a pretty good movie and like a pretty positive portrayal of a yeah, I, or a, just like a less mainstream relationship. Yeah, and. So maybe that's why people don't talk about it because it's not as controversial because it like did what it wanted to do well. 
Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys see that they're doing a parody movie of this? I feel like they've already done like three. What? Oh no, not not a Twilight of uh of sorry of James It's Gray. a spinoff, right? Well, no, there's like well, there's a parody movie now coming out, like a Marlon Wayans thing. It's, it's not called Fifty Shades of Gay, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's of black. Okay. 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 I don't think you could market a movie. <clears throat> You'd have a hard time making that one. <laughs> Unless it was made by, like, I don't know, the people that made, like, American Carol, like, that kind of thing, and has, like, Bill O'Reilly <laughs> in it and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We're talking about Twilight, now we're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Who knows if it's uh, a matter of time before, you know, this could be on our, our list, because it's like, I mean, yeah, there's only three books, but maybe the last one will be two. You know, there's that new book that's just the first book except from a different point of view. Maybe they'll make that. It just, I don't know. It just sounds like no one wants to make that sequel, though. Like, the actors and the director. And... It, it's, it, they're having trouble getting it made. There was talk that they couldn't even get the same guy who played Christian Grey yeah. to come back. Who, who even they're knows who that guy is? So that thing about those actors just taking that role to jumpstart their career is like so true that they can't even sit through the rest of the franchise they're just like my name's out there i'm gonna do something else fuck this speaking of names i guess what the so. fuck one of the characters in secretary is straight up named joan holloway how many names have been uh, stolen from this film i think we need to put in twilight slash 50 shades of gray uh, this entry they're, they're basically this you know no, I don't know. <laughs> I would like to see Fifty Shades of Grey to see how really, how how terrible it is, and kind of get more of a an entry into that world. Because um, I've seen some like lines from it, and it's it's pretty funny, like the "I'm just Fifty Shades of Fucked Up" line. That's pretty good. But we all are, man. I mean, at least, at least Twilight's fun for the family. You know? <laughs> Except for the head pop out of the last one. It's just surprising when you watch those movies just how bad the special effects are. Even though those movies oh, make yeah. so much money. They couldn't spend a little bit on getting a good special effects house to do the... But why bother, man? Like, Why bother? If you're already making that money. I guess, because it's just... Just, don't just broke, don't fix it. The Transformers, it, no matter what. So who cares? The mm. sun. It is funny though. They look really shitty, like compared to most of your main like big franchises. Like, like, like Sean, you're saying at Transformers, those movies are expensive, but they actually like look like they actually like put the money in the right places. Like Twilight, like they must have done like pretty well, but it's like everything has this weird glaze over it and all the CG looks like super fake and there's like weird vampire babies that look super fake. I'm looking at the budget to like some of them. They're not like ex- super exorbitant so I guess that must have been it. Like they realized they didn't have to spend a lot to make these so well, that's why they like shit. Greater profit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get it. Just gotta think like a businessman when you're making these movies. But I, you know, I'm curious. Like, I mean, Stephanie Meyer gonna write these books again? Who knows? Like, she wrote a lot of them. She didn't even do the normal like, I'm just gonna write three books. Like, she wrote four books. 
Yeah, but at least she wrote four books. She didn't write three books and then split the fourth book into seven books. True, true. So, you know, we'll see what happens in Twilight of the Future. Maybe it's not done. Maybe it will continue to irritate us. I hope not. So we got we got one more on this list. Yeah, it's kind of just like a... I don't know. I don't know if this one will make the list, right? Someone just put whatever those minions are up to. Which I guess is fair. Seems if, pretty annoying, whatever they're if doing. You, if you count that as the third movie in the Despicable Me franchise, like it, it doesn't quite meet our criteria of four films, but we haven't been applying that because we take it's on here too. I'm just guessing it's like kind of just morphing into the Minions <laughs> franchise instead of Despicable Me. Oh yeah, I mean they're definitely not done. There's gonna be yeah. more Minions. I'm guessing, and they are not. I'm funny. guessing Despicable Me Two was pretty heavy on the minions. Oh sure. Have, have you seen one of these, John? I feel like you have. I you saw know. the first one. It was fine. You know what was good about it though is the minions aren't a big part of it. They actually weren't even in the original draft of the script. But the studio's like, you need something cute so we can sell some toys. But like, I don't feel like they're that interesting like they talk really high uh, they look really familiar too i feel like i've seen something that looks just like them and something else but i've never been able to put my finger on it Oompa Loompas. Or, or something they remind me of, like those yellow dudes from mega man <laughs> yeah i see that you know they, they have blue bodies and like yellow heads and they sound just like the worms from those worms games these worms video games <laughs> They're just kind of like an amalgamation of like characters that already aren't that interesting. I didn't get that most recent Minions movie. It's like there's three guys. Like, do they even like? Are they different? They don't speak. Like, are they like? Do they have defined personalities or what's up? What's going yeah, on they, there? They, what are they, they up they to? Were like they have funny names. It's like Oompa and Doompala and then Kevin. You're like <laughs> that one has like a regular name. That's so random. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the minimum because minions come like so random. <laughs> Hashtag lol whatevs raffle now. They're definitely fitting. Yeah. Like, but, like if you like Instagram. That definitely sounds like a college dude like explaining to his friends why he has a minion's backpack he's just like whatever they're so random I love it (laughs) Uh, but sure there was a ton of minion stuff this year uh, and that was troubling can we really call it one of the most annoying franchises, though, based on just that? Because I feel like the... No, I just the, maybe put it on here because it's, like, it's the one that feels, like, like the hottest right now. It's yeah. the one that <laughs> feels the most annoying in this moment. Yeah, let's keep an eye on it. Yeah. It could definitely be on this list in a few years, depending on how things shake out. Means had a pretty legit cast, though, didn't it? It was, like, John Hamm and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I feel like Probably most animated movies have pretty legit casts. 
It's not yeah. it's not hard to get people to just like show up for a day and record a bunch of lines and get paid Michael a shitload Keaton, of money. Allison Janney, Steve Coogan. Like, you give me that cast and something else, I probably want to go see it. Mm-hmm. Is there any actor that would never do an animated movie? Daniel Day Lewis? Is that the probably. only one? Probably the only one. Robert De Niro's in Shark Tale. I Tales. bet you could get Daniel Day Lewis involved in like a very mocap intensive animated movie. <laughs> I guess. Like, oh, you know what? You heard about that new um, Charlie Kaufman movie? Uh, is, I, there's a stop motion yeah. or something, right? Where it's, but it's like, I can't remember who, but one actor plays like 50 parts of that movie, right? Because it's wow. animated and you can get away with shit like that. Like, I bet Danny Day-Lewis, if there was like an intense motion cap thing where it's like, D-Day, we need you to bring to life a whole city of people. He'd, he'd be up for it. God versus God Satan. Satan. So, should we put these the in an order, gentlemen? Oh, we can do it real quick. Okay. Um, what's the least offensive? Probably taken. Right? It's not doing that much damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel really negatively about paranormal activity. Okay. It's just, it just should weird. Should we put like, all the, like, <laughs> we're just doing it again? franchises at the bottom or um yeah uh, well neither, none of us have seen any of the alvin of the chipmunks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yet it's on here so it's just, just purely based next. on how annoying the market is <laughs> and how grown worthy the titles are okay what's the other one that keeps doing the same thing twilight and saw are down there probably i would put saw at seven like it did it really dip in quality, or did everyone just be like, oh, yeah, it's the same fucking thing again? It is the same fucking thing. And it, yeah. Um, so Friday 13th, are we like keeping that as also emblematic of other horror franchises of that era? Yeah, you, you could put it Okay, next. so... I, it's not really that relevant, so... <laughs> I don't know if it's that annoying because it's like remember that old like slasher movie that they keep rebooting but like kids don't really know what it is anymore. Did Rob Zombie do one of those? <laughs> he did the Halloween. Damn. Well, get him for the next one. <laughs> Ooh, gosh! I haven't seen any of the any of the Twilights. I've just seen the end of the last one multiple times, <laughs> which is pretty sweet. And that yeah. was good. I mean, it wasn't good for the right reasons, but... I would say um, the Expendables probably doesn't need to be too high on this. Like, Or or, or Pirates. Pirates is, like, really annoying, but the first one's good. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, because okay, I don't think... Oh, but it is really annoying, though. It's almost more annoying because that first one was pretty good. Okay, yeah, let's move. It's got to be higher then. So, what do you think? Expendables? Just because, like, they're not marketed that hard, and you're sure it's disappointing that you get these people together and it doesn't make anything. But I feel like a lot of the time when people are like, wouldn't it be great if these people did a movie together? It is disappointing. Like, when does that happen? I guess Heat is an example of two actors people wanted to see together turning out well, but. 
I can't think of much else. Okay. Then maybe like Twilight, because it's not much of a presence anymore. Yeah, it's done. Got off easy, Twilight. Yes. And okay, and then I don't know. Maybe, maybe then Pirates. Just because the first one was good. <laughs> Just because the first one was good. Okay, now we have two movie franchises that really none of them are good. I'd probably say. Well, it's, the thing is, the Resident Evils as a whole. Those got to be worse, right? There's more of them. There might not but, be more minutes. Uh, I just feel like Transformers yeah, but... has more of a cultural presence than the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to add on. Like, it's it's there. It's everywhere. I saw it. I, it was Fred Meyer tonight. Yeah, I've, I've, I didn't even know there were that many Resident Evil movies. I've kind of done a pretty good job of avoiding them, but yeah, you know when a new People don't really give a shit. And plus, it's supposedly coming to an end. Transformers, as far as I know, there's no end in sight. And it's catching up. It's on its fifth one. (laughs) So, our top ten most annoying movie franchises. Number ten, Taken. Number nine, Paranormal Activity. Eight, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Number seven, Saw. Number six, Friday the 13th. Five, The Expendables. Four, Twilight three the pirates of the caribbean series number two the resident evil films and number one transformers although i guess i do remember at the end that hey that animated transformers movie is like i don't know maybe i shouldn't call it good but remarkable is certainly a word i would use for it um and if you want to see how many times we've used the word remarkable Head over to mildlyqueez.com. We have a search box there. You can type remarkable in and see what comes up. Um, you can also search for Mildly Please on iTunes. Um, that's a good place to subscribe to us so that you don't have to worry about downloading these episodes. Like, I know we're not doing a great job of getting them out every week. So, like, don't stress, man. Just, just hit subscribe and a new one will come when it's ready. And you'll have it. It'll be ready to go. That sounds great right that's the future um so thank you for listening john call thank you for being here guys um mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you next time Shit. You can eat a bunch of sushi, then forget to leave a